I had a realization today and I really wanted to share it with you. I realized that I am like super chill and relaxed right now. Even though we are now in the busiest time of year, we're just a few days out from Christmas at the time that I'm recording this, I noticed that I'm actually enjoying more than I probably have during any holiday season. And I've just been feeling really easy and calm and on top of everything. And as I stepped back and thought about that, I realized that there's a couple pieces that have really got me into that state. So I want to share this with you because this is helpful for any time of year, any day or time of the week. This is a good time just to check in and possibly put some of these strategies into place to make whatever it is that's on your plate a little bit easier to carry. I thank you so much for listening today. This is the Bold as Love podcast. I'm your host, April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist, coach, and breathwork facilitator. And this is a podcast where we talk about how we're showing up in our lives and where we share different ideas, thoughts, and strategies on how to do that with as much grace, courage, and confidence as possible as well as a lot of kindness, both for the other people in your life, as well as for your own self. So thanks so much for listening. So I had this realization today that even though I'm just a couple days away from a big trip back to Canada, which of course takes, you know, lots of planning time and energy and Christmas is now just a couple days away. And there's a lot of like external conditions happening in my world right now that would justify being really overwhelmed and frazzled and stressed, but I'm actually feeling none of those things. (laughs) And, and as I kind of checked in on like, Hmm, that's really interesting to notice. What is that about? Here's kind of what I realized. I've been doing a few things lately that have actually been really helpful. So I'm going to walk you through what that looks like. The first strategy that I've been using, and I started really mindfully putting this into practice. Actually, I want to say a month ago, but when I think about it, I've been really practicing with this idea for a few years. (laughs) And this idea comes from Kate Northrup, which is do less. It can be really tempting to take on more and more and more, especially if you're somebody like me who tends to be a bit of an overachiever, tends to be a bit of an overgiver, has a lot of creativity and a a lot of different ideas and different passions and things that excite you and things that would be amazing to do. And it can be a real practice to continue to protect space for the time and energy that it's going to take just to manage what is already on my plate. So this idea of doing less, right? I had been really feeling kind of this pull to be getting into another project right now. And I've really given myself a lot of space to put that onto the back burner so that I could be more present and just dealing with the amount of tasks and to-dos and decisions that need made for just what was already coming down the line. So when you think of what's happening in your world right now, I want to encourage you to start to consider 
resisting that urge to do more and instead intentionally simplify, intentionally do less. Daniel Laporte has this great quote that says, everything that's on your plate is there because you've said yes to it. And isn't that so amazing and powerful and a little bit confronting when we actually look at it? Everything that's on your plate is there because you've said yes to it. So start playing with this idea of what would this look like to do less, to protect a bit more of your time and energy. The next thing I've been doing is asking myself this question of what would my future self thank me for? And I realized that my future self would thank me for giving myself space. So instead of just taking on this other project, getting into all those things, uh, which for, for me was looking at really updating and getting the Bold of Love program moving and starting to share about that a bit more, I really forced myself to kind of hit the brakes on that so that I could focus on taking care of holiday presents and holiday planning and all the bits and pieces that go with this time of year, right? All the extra social functions, all the extra stuff. And so what I did was I prioritized those things that I knew would be coming down the line with a lot of advance notice so that my future self would not be sandwiched between the full weight of all of those responsibilities, all of those tasks and to-dos, as well as, you know, all those unknowns that come up, right? I didn't want to do that to her. So this question of what could you do to do your future self a favor? And I put this into practice in my life a lot, right? So it's things as simple as like, you know, when your gas tank gets kind of low and you're like, ah, I'm fine to just keep driving. I really don't ever, or I rarely do stuff like that anymore because I think of, I'm going to do my future self a favor. My future self doesn't want to be in a position where I'm running late. Maybe it's already been a busy day and I forgot that I am low on gas and now it's like a stress and a problem, right? What can I do to create less problems for my future self? Now, there's a fine line here between trying to stay a couple steps ahead and being kind to your future self, right? We can kind of get into this state where it's like we're overdoing and we can't relax and we can't slow down. We're not really talking about getting into that kind of anxiety and fear-based way of just hustling and overdoing. But what we're looking at is just checking in. When would it be good to just take something off of the plate of your future self? The next thing that I've been doing is exploring my own triggers. So I think I had shared, I don't know if it was on the podcast or somewhere else. I know it was also on an interview that I was doing um, with Gata on the uh, Conscious Overachiever podcast, Conscious Achiever podcast. And what I talked about was, you know, noticing this trigger that had come up for me where it was like my partner had a work event that we needed to go to where, you know, we were expected to bring a whole bunch of food and kind of take on a bit of our hosting role for part of that. 
And I notice myself getting triggered, right? Getting a little bit tense, getting a little bit overwhelmed. And I've learned that your emotions are guides, right? It's like your emotions are giving you information all the time about when you're in alignment and when you're not, when things are going in flow and when they're not. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling a lot of negative emotion. What's happening here? And I noticed that I was in this place of having that overachiever, overgiver part of me get activated by this event and everything that needed done with that. And when I checked in on to what was the fear, right? Because in any given moment, we're either operating from a place of fear or love. So I knew that when I was starting to feel overwhelmed, I had come into a place of fear. So I could ask myself, what is it I'm afraid of right now? And what I realized was part of me was trying to hustle to be the good wife, not for my partner, but in order to get belonging and acceptance from all the other good wives that would be there that day, right? All the other good wives would like have all this amazing food that they made from scratch, right? All the other good wives would, you know, be totally happy to, to give their time and be there. And so this is what had got activated in me. And when I could step back and notice what is channeling, what is fueling this frustration and this overwhelm and this overdoing, then I could notice, ah, okay, that's just an old, you know, not even old. It's like that primal part of us that seeks out belonging and acceptance from a tribe because that's how it keeps us safe, right? It's like our brains are not programmed to make us happy. They're programmed to keep us safe. And something that got activated in my system where it was like, I need to seek out safety in this new group. And then I could, when I noticed that that was what was happening, I could bring myself back to you know, what my more evolved true self knows, which is I'm bringing good things to the table, even if it's not 200 homemade cookies, (laughs) right? Like I'm bringing what I believe in, right? I'm bringing my values of how I do relationship. I'm bringing, you know, permission for people to be imperfect and human and to connect, right? A bit of a more truer level. So the next thing that I did in some of this was some self-acceptance. I can get excited and go a bit, I don't want to say overboard with things, but I certainly put a lot of effort and a lot of uh, time into some of my tasks. So for instance, I love getting people presents and I put kind of a lot of time into thinking about what to get them, researching my options for what to get them, shopping for like the right thing. And I know, you know, I can get into this place where it's like the self-criticism kicks in and says, you know, they don't even really probably notice anyways, right? Like maybe they'll love it. Maybe they won't. And like, I'm spending too much time on this. That's kind of a bad thing. I can get into this place of like criticizing myself of like, Why are you making such a big deal about this? Just get it done. But I've come to realize this is my process. This is how I do things. 
And when I was able to own it as this is not something I have to do, I don't have to do it with this much effort and time. I'm choosing to do it with this much effort and time. Then I can step into like the flow of it and the joy. It actually really makes me happy when I like take out everything that I got for people and it feels really good instead of this place that I probably would have been in a few years ago, which is like just moving on to the next fear-based, anxiety-based, cortisol-based task of like, well, now let's just get it all wrapped up, right? Instead, I was able to move into this place of like enjoyment. So where can you cut yourself some slack? Where can you give yourself some permission to say, sure, maybe this is not the smartest way to do things. (laughs) Maybe this is not the best use of time, but this is my process. This is how I like to do things. This is what feels good for me. And then we get to own the part of that that feels good, the part of that that's a choice. And finally, the fifth thing that I've been doing that has helped my system to be really happy and relaxed these days through this crazy busy season is allowing myself to receive support. One of my coaches, Scott Mills, has this really great question, which is how much support are you willing to receive? Mm, Isn't that a good one? And just notice what goes through you as you even hear those words. How much support are you willing to receive? Because we all say, I want more support. I want more help around with things. I want my partner to do more. I want other people to do more. But are you actually allowing that to happen? And I'll give you an example. So my partner and I, uh, it's a Sunday. We make a plan that we're going to spend some time cleaning the house and getting things ready before we are away for a few weeks. And so we're cleaning the house and, and I say to him, Hey, could you do this and this? And he's like, Oh, I've actually already done that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's fantastic. So one, I was willing to like ask him to do some of the specific tasks that I wanted him to do while I was cleaning the kitchen. And then the next thing is, is that I saw him getting cleaning products to go and then do like the dusting and clean the living room. And I was on the tip of my tongue to say, don't worry about that. I've got it. And I was like, that's so interesting that I'm on the verge of stopping him from contributing. Why is that? And then I realized it's like, we're kind of used to doing so much ourselves, right? And, and not just that, like we have to do it ourselves, but I want it done my way. So even though he had said he had already like wiped down everything and cleaned the living room, I had to force myself to not go and do it again. (laughs) And like, how crazy is that? I had to force myself to be like, nope, it's done. It's maybe not done the way I would do it. It's maybe not done to the exact standard that I would do it, but it's done right? And it's almost like anxiety wants to like keep that switch flicked on 
that's like, nope, until you've gone and done all the labor yourself, it's like the brain can't relax and calm down. So it's this intentional piece of, I'm letting it be done. Even if it's not done my way, even if I wasn't the one to do it. So I would love to hear from you, which of these five things hits home the most for you? And remember that, you know, as you're even listening to this, some of this might be creating a little bit of trigger for you, a little bit of stress for you even now of like noticing where you're maybe not feeling so calm and relaxed, but we can't beat ourselves up for that, right? Because sometimes it just is the way it is. But as you move out of this busy season and you get a chance to start to put some different strategies into place for yourself, listen to this again and start to change the way that you're moving through your day and through your week so that you can protect more of your time and your energy and your happiness. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time. Take care.